Oh my god. Holy shit. Okay. What? Dude, what? I just got an email. Brazil tickets are live. Oh shit. Oh my god, this is happening. Hold on. Formula Do it. One. Do it. We're doing it live. Oh, dude. I'm gonna have to put this podcast on pause for a moment. Or we'll just do it live for all the fans to see. You cool with this one? Where's G at? I don't care. Do it. On the back straight. Just gonna send it. And on, live on the podcast, Kurt's credit card bounces. Woo! Was it Brazil where the Mercedes team got held at gunpoint and robbed? It, yep, it was. It oh, was cool. Brazil. Yeah. Just wanna make sure. <laughs> Maybe you should still buy that gun. We just got to get it down there. Yes! Are we yes! in? Yes! Oh, shit! Yes! We're going to Brazil! <laughs> We're going to Brazil, baby! Oh, my God. That was Hell yeah. so stressful. Dude, that's awesome. I can't believe how cheap those tickets were. Yeah, I'm quite happy at 250 All right. Oh, got to get back in the zone now. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast with your host, Kurt and Dylan. And today we're back with a special episode on the 2023 car launches. You know, we've gone through all of them now. Well, well with the exception of, of Alpine, but we've already seen... Yeah, we've seen the the leaked pictures of the Alpine car, so we know what that one looks like. Um, so we're going to basically just talk about all of the car launches, the good, the bad. Some of them were okay. Some of them were just terrible. Uh, but first, before we do that, Dylan, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, Siri. How many days until March 5th? Oh, she's letting you down. Siri bro. doesn't want to talk, but it is 17 days. Oh until gosh. lights out in Bahrain. Dude, we are just over two weeks away. I can't believe it. We got testing next weekend. I know. It's been... Well, I remember it was like a hundred and something days. It feels like yesterday. And like, how are we going to make it through? And now we're here. We've actually got to see a car on track, too. For the... Yep. Uh, couple I don't of know cars. if you saw the, the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, man. But, so, I think the the big, like overarching theme for this season is basically just that what's that the acdc song back in black like everybody not just the mercedes but all of the cars are they've got this dark theme to their their paint i'm looking at the pictures of all of them now the alf no the aston martin is probably the most painted car yeah i agree and that's got a good bit yeah that's why but i like it I do too. I mean, Ferrari's classic Ferrari red the whole way through, and Red Bull did. I mean, Red Bull's just kind of a dark car in general, but Mercedes brought black back, which is such a good-looking car. I know they're the silver arrows. But oh, my, beautiful. Man, that car black is gorgeous. I like the Duracell battery yes, on top of the Williams. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty kind of funny. AlphaTauri's not too dark. They're still pretty white. ton of unpainted carbon fiber on the McLaren. We'll get through all of it. We'll talk through them. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is like when you actually get on the or get to a track and you see these cars, you get to see like looking at the pictures, it just looks like black or, you know, it looks like whatever. But then when you actually see the cars and you see all the exposed carbon, which looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Or just like some of the intricacies that you don't really get to see. Not at all. Some of these cars are the paint is just stunning. Like, and it's, we always talk about it the Red Bull 
looks like a good looking car, good looking paint job. And then you see it in color or in person. And you're like, holy shit. Like the way that the yeah. bull on top pops, like, man, that's a good looking car. I know you love the Aston Martin too. It's not my favorite green, but. I think it's beautiful, especially in the sun. All right. So with these, I would say there was a range of different vibes, I guess, to all these car launches. And to me, it's it's getting to the point where, you know, the idea behind a car launch, I think in theory is like, hey, this is going to be our new car for the next year. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these, it's just like a repainted car from the previous year. Yeah. And it's it's kind of confusing what the point of the, the car launches is. Like, is it to just build up hype for the season? You know, because that's, you know, that's fine if you want to do that. Or is it to launch the new car? Because not too many people are doing that. Like Red Bull, for instance. Red Bull made this huge build up for their launch event. Like they built it to be like, it's in New York City. It's going to be a star-studded event. It, it, it was like this huge gala, whatever. And then the launch started. And we already had the podcast on that. And it was absolute trash. It was a mess. Horrible. It was chaos. It was all over the place. They had all these people doing interviews who weren't, anywhere near the f1 world like they were snowboarders and skaters which is cool it's part of the red bull athlete program or whatever but they didn't that's not what we tuned in for i didn't want to watch 45 to 50 minutes of nonsense and then they get you know the the one presenter her earring kept hitting the microphone so eventually they had to tell her to take that off and then you had the the you know dollar tree matthew mcconaughey who was there and it was just chaos all over the place and, and then, then finally the they commercial yeah, and then, then they released the car. They unveiled the car, which, surprise, surprise, the same car that they've released for the past however many years. And then it's like, oh, here's why we're here, because this is a Ford commercial. And it's like, oh, Ford's welcoming, uh, welcome Ford back to the F1 community, which is the worst-kept secret ever, because everybody, it leaked well before then. Formula One even posted it before the launch that Ford was coming back. And it, it was just chaos, and, and it was very underwhelming. And then after that, I was like, I it was horrible. Oh, it was it was frustrating. And I was like, I don't want to watch anymore. Like, I hope this isn't part of their yearly budget and this is why they're breaking the budget cap because they're spending all their money on this crap, but it was trash. And then the next one I watched was the Ferrari launch. And the Ferrari launch, in my opinion, is how a launch should be done. This was awesome. It was at Marinello. There was they had the Ferrari fans, like a couple hundred people in the grandstand. And it like you could feel the energy. You always hear about the Tifosi and all that, and you could feel it. They were energetic. They had some, you know, electronic music playing. You know, I love electronic music. They had a couple presenters that were there, and then they did interviews with the new team principal, Fred Vasseur, and then the two drivers, and that was kind of it. And then out of nowhere, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're going to drive the car today." And so next thing you know. Charles Leclerc is pulling the car out and he's on the track and you got to see the actual car. You got to hear the actual car. And we finally got to see an F1 car, a 2023 car on the track. And it was awesome. The energy and everything. I loved it. I think probably Ferrari was my favorite one um, of all the car launches. Ferrari was and great. I, I think it's what's up. I said Ferrari was great. And, I, and it looks like I don't know if this is their true 23 car, but it definitely had some updates. It wasn't the 22 car. Um, yep, and for sure. Like you were saying, who knows with these uh, car launches of today, if you're getting a 22 or a 23 car, or like last year, Mercedes launched a total dummy car that was yeah. completely fake. 
Um, and so you never know, but there was definitely updates on this one. And so it was really cool getting to see it out on the track. Um, and it was just a great classy launch. It was everything that, like, it's almost better to be a boring, bland launch than be what Red Bull did. Right. And then, all right, so thinking about the whole Red Bull fiasco, I was like, this Alpha Tower one, probably going to be more of the same. And I don't know, did you actually watch the Alpha Tower one? No, I did not. Dude, it was legitimately three minutes long. <laughs> I It took me a while to find it because I kept seeing this like three minute clip on YouTube and I was like, oh, yeah. that's not it. That's not it. And then come to find out that was the actual launch. They had a couple models in the Alpha Tauri clothes in the background and then they just like unveiled the car and it went to black. <laughs> that was it. It was awesome. Not a bad way to go it was about like, it. Exactly. Right. And it's like quick down and dirty you don't i don't have much to talk about right i can't sit here and bash it like i did the red bull one maybe they spent all their money on the red bull launch and then they're like uh screw this we'll just just put it they're out like, there they're like we're gonna be in last place anyway battling it out with williams so whatever here's the car <laughs> see you next year uh so those that one was a cool one i thought just because of how short it was um, alpha ta- or not, the alpha mclaren alpha romeo's was good i liked the alpha romeo launch with you know uh backwoods mullet botas walking around and looking fly and it's a good looking Dude, car I will, man i will say i've never been a botas fan but i am enjoying the new botas vibe like <laughs> it is a complete vibe and i love it <laughs> it totally is but this is a 2023 car this is straight up updates like i believe the alfa romeo that is their 23 car it's got a ton of Probably. updates front wing side pods the rear of it like the the uh the air intake uh roll hoop at the top like this car looks awesome oh it's and with the livery it's beautiful and in yeah. my opinion it's one of the better looking cars this year it is um, I generally i've don't seen a like lot of people no not at all and then i've seen a lot of people saying it looks like a red bull and a ferrari had a baby but i mean if you're gonna copy then look at what uh who who did that not force india would they come become after that forcing the alpine was, car uh, racing point racing point right remember when they came out with the pink mercedes was mm-hmm. that last year no that was and two, two years three ago. years ago and it, it was, was competitive was at first right yeah 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 so i mean hey, imitation's the best form of flattery right yeah and i think alfa romeo it, it'll be really interesting i'm excited to see that car out there because i know that's the 23 car um it's yeah. got some big updates yeah, I think they've got a chance to definitely be a solid, like, top of the midfield team this year. Yeah, they really do. They got a decent driver for it, too. Um, McLaren, I cut you off. You were going for the McLaren next. Go ahead. Ah, uh, McLaren. So, I actually kind of like the McLaren one. And just because I thought it had some pretty cool, um, like, hype pieces. They had a little sizzle reel, whatever you want to call it, where the bunch of, like, old Bruce McLaren footage. And they really leaned into, like, the heritage and the history behind the brand. You know, it's the new year, uh, or I'm sorry, the 60th anniversary, so they're not doing the MCL whatever uh, naming convention. I think it's the, what's the MC60 or the MCL60 this year? It's the MCL60 Um, after the 60th year. Right, so they kind of changed all that up. They're really diving into the heritage this year. And the car itself, I mean, I I like it. I'm digging all the black on the cars. I love exposed carbon. I think it looks beautiful. Um, but to me, that was that was cool. I just like how they had all of the montages. Yeah. Um, other than and that, the, it was kind of like 
like standard no frills no fluff really a couple montages and then announce the car and the car looks good i mean it, they definitely took a ton of uh inspiration from red bull the side pods are very red bull-esque um it, it looks like a modified red bull which like you said flattery it, it looks good definitely yeah. a different car so i'm hoping it performs better this year and i'm really really excited to see what they do this year i think that you know, with Lando and Oscar, you know, mm -hmm. both driving that car. I think that as long as they have a good car and this is actually a good performing car, I think McLaren has a solid chance to be, you know, close to number four, fighting for that fourth spot in yep. the constructors this year. I totally Especially agree. With, with Oscar. Yeah, I think they've got a good duo. And we saw with Mercedes last year, you know, you don't have to have the best car to be have good strategy and be consistent in that car. And you can score good points and plays pretty high. And I think McLaren has the opportunity um, with the new team principal, with the modified car, with that driving duo to be the top of the, uh, the top of the midfield. Just, they just need to work on that consistency. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, Lando's, he was super consistent last year. Mm -hmm. So yeah, as long as Oster gets into that car and figures it out quickly, I think they'll be, they'll be fine. Absolutely. They they just need that second driver to be scoring points. Danny. Oh, sad Danny. Uh, well, again, I got my Danny shirt on, so still repping the brand. <laughs> all right, we got the Green Bull Let's up see, next. Let's see, who is next? I'm sorry, not the Green Bull, the uh, Aston Martin. <laughs> the Aston Martin. I don't know what it is about Lawrence Stroll. <laughs> I, I think it's just his face. I don't like his face. <laughs> you got RBF. You got hardcore RBF. He, he for sure man like and so they were leaning real heavy on like hey we know that it takes time to build up and they were showing like hey we've got a five-year plan like and they kept laying it out so each year they're going to make you know be a little bit better a little bit better and then five years they're going to be fighting for a title which i think is is an exciting prospect just you know when you look at all of the money and research and all the advancements they're making with their factory mm -hmm. you know i I think that this is solid, you know, there's a chance that that could happen. I just don't like Lawrence Stroll. I don't know what it is. He just seems like the villain from some, you know, from all of these movies, you know, just like the billionaire villain. But yes and no, maybe it's I, I like that Lawrence Stroll is in the weeds. He's actively the CEO. It's not like Gene Haas, who has the money, but doesn't, you know, want to put it in. Lawrence Stroll is putting True. his dollars there. He's rebuilding factories. He's bringing the right people in. Like he's to me, it's not that he's the the villain. Um, he is the like hardcore no frill CEO. Like here's our five year plan, and I True. will pull us there by any way necessary because he believes in it. And I like him a lot for that. He has no personality. He reminds me of like a Bill Belichick, right? No personality <laughs> to speak of on the mic, but you almost kind of like him for that. I remember. Bill Belichick and you know after a loss they were like you know what do you need to do next week to recover from this and he was like score more points it's like oh, yeah, <laughs> there you -esque. go <laughs> yeah very Kimmy-esque uh and I feel like Lawrence Stroll is the same way I just wish he wouldn't you know baby his son so much but you know that's another conversation right but uh I, I like Look, him. Prof yeah professionally he's awesome my my beef is it's all personal <laughs> yeah that's fair but other than that I do I enjoy what he's doing I like what he's doing he just he took up a big part a big part of the uh the launch when they interviewed him. Mm -hmm. And so one of my notes is like Lawrence Stroll. 
And then the other thing, one of my own, my only other note from this one was, I never realized how small Fernando Alonso is. Yeah, but when he's standing next to Lance Stroll, like he looked like, <laughs> like somebody just like shrunk him down a little bit. Either he's Lance only Stroll, like five is, six or five seven. He is not tall. Okay, that makes sense then, and I'm sure Lance Stroll is probably like five eleven. You know, pushing yeah, six foot. there. Because <laughs> I just see him next to each other, and like he looks like a child, an old yeah. child. Fernando is small. But, yeah, but he's I mean, also hey, from they, uh, the time pre-ballast in the driver's seat, though. Back, you know, it's kind of like horse jockeys, where the weight of the jockey actually makes a big difference. Where horse jockeys are always so small, like early two thousands, right. man. Like the driver weight was a big deal because that was, you know, pounds of difference in those cars. Now they do the ballast in there, so it's not too big of a deal. So you can have a six foot three, you know, George Russell, George or Russell or Albon. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, the Aston Martin at the same time, this I think this was their 23 car. It's got a heavily uh, modified front wing from last year. The uh, the engine cover's different. Like I think this is their 23 car um, and the livery for it. Um, yeah, and honestly, it's so close now. Like, what does it matter? I mean, all the cars, like, they should be built already. You're not going to copy somebody's design right away, and you're going to see it next week anyways. You got testing next week, so I don't. I think this is their yep. 23 car. All right, so on to George Russell. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. um, the Mercedes launch. I actually thought the Mercedes launch was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. At the beginning, they did like this like behind the scenes in the green room, uh, kind of like showing George Russell and um, Lewis Hamilton and Schumacher and, you know, uh, Toto. Toto Wolf and all that. And it was cool to see like how they get prepared for stuff like that. And then. They're talking about the shoes, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, Lewis is like, oh, those are nice loafers." He's like, "I got them from you." <laughs> and then you know Lewis who they is are? like, "Those are expensive." Yes. <laughs> Lewis is like, "They look expensive," and he's like, "Well, we on camera." <laughs> like, you can see his head. Like, I want to know how much those damn shoes cost now. Yeah, <laughs> where they're embarrassed to say on TV. <laughs> but the car looks you know, great. Other than- Oh my god, my favorite car on the grid this year is that black Mercedes. I love the color combo. I, I, it's so nice. We all love the black Mercedes of two years ago, and yes. now it's even better, new and improved. I they can't did. wait to see it in person in Brazil. And they kept the zero pods, which I um I, I was yep. I assumed for the launch they're going to keep the zero pods. It'll be interesting when testing rolls around if they still actually have the zero pods or if they're going to. Which I think they will. I think they're going to roll with uh with the punches and keep the zero pods. Um, I can see the advantage of it if they can sort the car out. Um, yep. But man, this car looks good. And this is different than the 2022 car. Zero pods are a different oh, shape. Yeah. Um, like, I think if I, I say I don't know, but I think this might be their 2023 car, or they could throw a total curveball and bring out a car that looks identical to Red Bulls next week. Who knows? Mercedes would do something like that. They do it every year. But um the car looks great and it's definitely not the 22 car nice and the other it, yeah. thing i i saw that i really like about mercedes um is that you know last year lewis's car had all the highlighter around it the 44 was highlighted the uh, wheel wells are highlighted all that good stuff mm-hmm. um they still have that this year but then they showed a reel of george russell's car and george's is that like amg mercedes blue 
for yep. his numbers and all of that. It makes it so easy to pick the cars apart on the track. Oh my Usually gosh. You're looking yeah. for the highlighter on the top. You're like, is that Checo? Is that Max? Is that Sergio? <laughs> or not Sergio? Is that Signs? Like, I don't know who this is driving. Like, but you know, have no doubt when the Mercedes comes around who's who. And they made it even easier by changing George Russell's numbers as uh, color as well. So I, I like that a ton. I wish more teams would do that. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, a big American thing too, right? You're used to like NASCAR where, Number is like front and center, both doors on the hood, on the roof, all over the place. You can't miss it. But with these and the cars, cars it's painted like, like an M M&M. and M. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And with these, it's like they're so fast, and the number is so small on these cars. It's like I don't know who they are. So you got to pick it out by the helmet or the highlighter color on top of the uh, the air intake, or mm-hmm. you know the Mercedes, like you said, which was so easy last year because you'd see it right away. Oh, here comes Lewis. Yeah. So yeah, that that's awesome. Um, um and then i did like in, during the uh during the launch how they were interviewing one of the engineers and they're like all right the question everybody wants to know is is it going to bounce and he was just <laughs> like he was like i we don't think so <laughs> he's like we'll see but we hope not and i was like that's a pretty honest answer you know i'm yeah. sure they didn't expect it to bounce last year either you but know, I, I-, I think they figured it out i would bet they did i think one thing that uh mercedes does so well um is not pointing a whole lot of fingers around the room well george russell doesn't george russell does a horrible job of that he points fingers at everybody but mercedes you know i'll never forget uh it was two or two three years ago when um three years ago because max wasn't in the title uh shootout um and christian horner was pointing fingers at toto left right and center and ever blaming people and toto did like an interview and he was like, I think people need to start looking at their own cars and stop pointing fingers and just take responsibility ooh. for their actions. He was like, ooh, man, shots fired. But Mercedes does that. <laughs> Mercedes is like, hey, we screwed up. The car bounced a lot. Is it going to bounce this year? I don't know. They're not over there like, <laughs> yeah, well, it bounced, but it's faster than this car. Like Christian Horner would do something like that. I yeah, like right? the class of Mercedes where you're like, that's an honest answer. I hope it doesn't bounce. Like, yeah, exactly. we, do, we hope so, too. <laughs> I've I've found myself becoming more and more of a Mercedes fan as of late. And I I think it's, you know, seeing them take a step back last year and seeing how they fought back and the the work ethic that they have, like that goes a long way with me. I respect all of that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. even with Lewis Hamilton seeing how humble he was and everything, they're they're quickly becoming one of my favorite teams. Yeah, it's hard not to love them for that. Like you can't really you can't really bash him for having the best car on the track or, you know, Lewis Hamilton and, you know, all the mud that used to be slung. Like they had the worst, one of the worst ones and they're still, you know, same old Mercedes. It, it's hard not to love them for it. Oh yeah. Speaking of Mercedes Williams, Williams. Exactly. That's what I was going next. So this launch was another one that was, you know, it was all right. It wasn't, it wasn't Red Bull, you know, and it also wasn't Ferrari. It was a good, you know, decent launch i guess they did yeah. uh, a lot of interviews with jamie chadwick who i didn't know is actually racing in the basically the feeder series for indycar this year interesting um so she'll be doing that i think she's still potentially maybe still doing formula w i'm not sure um but then they also interviewed logan and uh alex mm-hmm. and i you know it's it's cool to finally hear an american accent on there and that was awesome and kind of see his story and like how his family moved to europe just so he can, you know, pursue his racing and all. And I know there's a lot of, you know, people saying like, hey, there's other drivers that were better than him that should have got the chance ahead of him. So I just really hope that he does well this year. 
I just hope he doesn't shit the bed. You yeah. know, that's all we can kind of hope for at this point. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see an American driver and excited to see, you know, how he does this year and how he compares and stacks up next to Albon. Yeah, and I think that's gonna I think that's gonna be one of the hard parts is you know, Williams as a whole has kind of shit the bed the past couple of years, just not having a good car at all. Yeah. So I think that really our only marker for Logan Sargent is how he compares to Alex Albon, which is not the greatest driver ever. Um, and you know, they're probably gonna be racing against Alpha Tauri sitting out there in the back, which is you know, Yuki Sonoda and uh what is his uh, name? DeVries. Or, DeVries. Yeah, DeVries. Um, who you know, a rookie and a borderline rookie, a rookie and a new guy. Um, yeah. and so I think that that's Logan's large competition, and we're gonna just kind of have to watch how he does against those. Hopefully, he doesn't wreck the car a whole bunch of times. Like, if you can just beat your teammate and not crash the car a whole lot, he's probably the best he can really hope for. Yep. But as far as like the looks and the livery on the car, I think the the Williams car is a nice looking car, especially. Yeah. Last year was kind of iffy for me, but I, I love the design of this one. I love the Duracell at the top. Yeah. I think it's a cool-looking car. And now the, the one thing I'm sad about is now that Golf is their like main sponsor or one of their main sponsors is that I don't think we're going to see the Golf-liveried McLaren this year, um, uh, which yeah. I was one of my favorite like special yes. liveries that you know they put out, any of the cars put out. So we'll, and, you know, interesting to see what happens with that. But I, I think it's a good-looking car. It's a good-looking car. I agree. Their side pods are not my favorite. They're just not as sculpted as all the other ones, um, which is, you know, obviously me being the expert that I am, that's why their car is so slow. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a really good-looking car. I love the blue. I, do, I really like the Duracell battery on top as well. All right. Haas? Haas. Haas, I, I want to say they just did a uh, a virtual launch because I tried looking for that one, and all I could find is just some like they're virtual... saving their pennies yeah they obviously don't have much yeah so but good looking know, good car black theme very a whole lot more black than last year black side pods like black uh engine cover it's only really got a white nose and uh and halo yeah and a little bit of pops know, red kind of plain but it's a it's a solid looking car i mean it's no frills you know yeah. they spent their money elsewhere i guess they didn't want to pay a graphic designer much yeah but hey it doesn't look bad not bad at all overall like i'm excited we only have a couple of cars here that actually did their 23 cars i believe like alfa romeo that one looks great um the mclaren is a 23 car i think the aston mm -hmm. martin is their 23 the ferrari does have some changes yeah um it might be their 23 car I, I don't think that they had all that much really i mean you always have stuff to improve on obviously but um you know, they had one of the fastest cars out there. So I'm sure they just kind of continue to make small developments and um, we'll see how that goes. You know, the floorboards are all different because of the raised edges to help with the porpoising. Um, the Mercedes could be the 23 car. It's definitely not the 22 car. And yeah. then we got Alpine, which uh, we haven't covered that one because technically their launch isn't for another hour, but. Right. Um, yeah, but we we've seen the pictures i mean yeah. as far as can't get too much into it because we just saw some leaked photos the paint scheme or the livery looks somewhat decent they followed suit with everybody else this year they've done a lot more of the exposed carbon so you've got a little splash of blue here and there and then a lot of black on the car mm -hmm. um but i'll be interested to see what their their actual launch is like because they 
you know that's one of those brands like i don't know anything about alpine like their cars like their road cars it's just not yeah, something i've ever seen not sold in the u.s so it's weird when we go abroad to see Reynolds driving around but based on uh my extensive research on watching uh top gear uh jeremy clarkson's not a fan <laughs> not a fan <laughs> yeah i'm looking at some right now they're just kind of like funky they look like cockroaches cockroaches i think that's what they said in top gear uh was they just kind of made fun how they are classically french they're just weird they're, they're different in every way they're like you have to just kind of like them for them being weird and that's kind of how reynolds and alpine is but you know the, the reynolds been around and in the in formula one for a hot minute they have their own engine manufacturing they're the only ones that run it um and that alpine was fast in a straight line last year so oh yeah they got something going on over there they've we'll been on the they, come up they have been but between ocon and gasly i think they took a step backwards yeah we'll see that's going to be interesting like i said before you know to see if they uh how the boys play if they play nice together this year and work together or if they end up you know having a lot of friction and and fighting between the two which that's gonna be only an, hope oh yeah it's gonna be exciting to watch <laughs> so much fun to watch yeah this mclaren looks great i'm just kind of scrolling through all the pictures again like i love the way the mclaren looks i really hope that they do well i think they've mm -hmm. got a good shot at it um ferrari looks fast and mercedes looks so good oh my god yeah so good just makes all me black that blue stripe down the side and then the red around the intake, it looks yep. so clean. And the the back wing is also yeah. red on the back of it. It's just, it's so nice. It pops. They, they did very well. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a, with all the cars going to such a darker color, um, if there's like an advantage to that. I'm trying to think like in the rain and the stuff like, you know, during the daylight, it's got to make the car hotter. Like I'm trying to just wonder if, with all of them going to a darker car with more exposed carbon, is it all weight savings? Is it is there any kind of tactical advantage to it? I don't know. I mean, that's the general consensus online is that they're just doing it for weight savings now. Yeah. Um, but and it just looks awesome. So I'll stick with that. Yeah. Kind of easy. We got all the car launches next week. We got testing. I, I can't wait. Sweet. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. So, I think next week will will be a fun one too for us because we're going to do some 2023 predictions. Yep. Um, also, next Friday we've got Drive to Survive coming out, which is I'm super pumped. I saw they just released the final trailer for that earlier today, which it just builds the drama. I cannot wait to see, you know, what happens and like all the behind the scenes. You know, I guess we have to watch fake. it this year. I've never watched it all the way. Are you kidding me? No. Oh my god! I I when that comes out. I normally finish it within a weekend. It's just, it's so good because a lot of it because you forget the season's so long now. Yeah, and like you'd be like, oh, I forgot that that happened this year, and then like even the behind the scenes, you kind of got to take with a grain of salt because you never know how much of it is true or how much of it is you know contrived or whatever. Yeah, um, but it's just such a well done show. Absolutely love that show. I guess I'll have to watch it this year for the podcast. There you go. Well, I think that kind of concludes today. That was pretty good. Um, like we said, next year, or ne oh, I'm already getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Next week, we'll bust into some uh, 2023 predictions and also, you know, maybe talk a little bit about Drive to Survive and testing. We'll have to get on and talk about that. Yes. Um, super pumped that we got our tickets to Brazil. That's the highlight of my week right now. 
Yes, and for a great price. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So if you're going to Brazil, maybe we'll see you there. Uh, and on that note, Dylan? Stay classy, America. See you next time.